Hi, welcome to the Bridge Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following message. For more information on all that's happening at the Bridge Church, please visit www.bridge-church.com. You've always got to be ready to step in, haven't you? In season, out of season, you've always got to be ready, especially in the days that we live in. And I'm going to share a message this morning on the power of being established. Powerful message. But first of all, I'm just going to share from Matthew 24. I won't share the whole thing. Matthew 24. Jesus said, you'll hear of wars nearby, revolutions on every side, with more rumors of wars to come. Don't panic or give in to your fears. We could stop right there this morning, couldn't we? Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're with us, every one of us this morning. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. Father, I pray that every person that's here this morning would be established in your word, established in your love, and that this church would be established in the assignment that you have given her. We thank you for your protection over this church. We thank you for your protection over our friends, pastors, our church family in Ukraine this morning. Father, we thank you that a thousand may fall at their side, 10,000 at their right hand. It will not come near them because you have given your angels charge over them to keep them in all their ways that in their path is life, not death. Are you in agreement this morning for that? Holy Spirit's presence is here this morning. Just enjoy him. Soak it in. Your mind has been open to receive. If there's any fear in this place, any spirit of heaviness, I break it now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, Holy Spirit fills this place this morning. So Jesus is writing and he says, um, for the breaking apart of the world systems is destined to happen. But it won't be the end yet. It's still unfolding. Nations go to war against each other, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be earthquakes, seismic events of epic proportion, horrible epidemics. We know all about that, don't we? And famines in place after place. But what Jesus was saying is this is just the beginning of the contractions. And you know what is happening? God is birthing something right now. Amen. And we need to understand what's happening and we need to be established this morning. And I'm going to share a wee bit on that. I want to thank the church for everyone that helped make mum's celebration and passing a memorable memorable day for us and the family and for her beautiful service. Thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate it. So, The power of being established. So Jesus is saying all these things are going to happen. There's going to be an increase in sin and lawlessness. And those whose hearts once burned with the passion for God and for truth will become cold. Hey. Lying prophets will arise, deceiving multitudes, leading them away from the path of truth. And that's what we need to be established in, the truth. Because you're going to hear a lot of stuff out there. You're going to hear a lot of deception out there. 
Just to fill you in, um, we have friends, pastor friends in Ukraine. Pastor Bernie has been out there and some church members two or three times. And you all know about our connection with Belarusia for many, many years, especially through Colin. And um, so we've always worked with the churches out there. And um, we have been able to send help um, and finances at different times. We had a team to go over there 2014 and then the trouble started and we had to cancel everything but we were going to Moldova which is one of the poorest areas next to Ukraine to build an orphanage there I mean we're talking they still get their water from wells um, so anyway we couldn't do all of that because of the unrest there but Pastor Bernie has been in touch by telephone every day with Pastor Fred who's in Vinyetsa and what they've been doing is they have been convoying people to the Polish border in cars, but they're bombing. Um, many people in Vinyetsa have lost limbs. They're in hospital. It's, it's quite serious. It's a serious situation, and they're asking us to pray. We are working out getting some finances to send out. Um, young men, 18 and over, cannot leave the country. So there's young men right now in Vinyetsa. They've been asked to guard the city. They've got no uniforms, no weapons. Pastor Fred was taking mattresses to the front lines so they could sleep. Um, you know, this. I'm painting a picture here, but not so that we are going to be like those who have no hope. Because believe me, the church in Ukraine has hope. Because they're established in the word of God. They're established in the love of God. Hallelujah. And that's what we need to do in the days we're in. We need to give it to God and trust him. Amen. We need to be believers. We need to be receivers. We need to receive the truth of the word of God. And that's unchanging. So, and, and Jesus says that. He says, but keep your hope to the end and you will experience life and deliverance. Hallelujah. Yet through all this joyful assurance of the realm of heaven's kingdom will be proclaimed all over the world, providing every nation with a demonstration of the reality of God. Hallelujah. You know, when you're in a situation like our church family in Ukraine, you need the reality of God. You need the reality of the word of God. Faith is substance. It has substance. And that's what's going to keep you. The Message Bible says, stay with it. I like that. Stay. How many of you know we need to stay with it? We can't give up in the middle of something. We need to stay with it. That's what God requires. Stay with it till the end. You won't be sorry and you will be saved. Hallelujah. So we're going to stay with it. So number one, we've got to trust in his love. We used to sing a song years ago, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases his mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O God. Trust in his love. It says in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, God is able to make all grace abound towards you that in everything, 
always having all self-sufficiency, you may abound to every good work. You know, as a church, we are going to abound to every good work here in Ukraine and wherever we can to help the kingdom of God be established. Glory to God. This church has a calling on it. This church has an assignment. Turn to your neighbor and say, and so have you. You've got an assignment. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell them you've actually got better looking from the last time. Tell them. <laughs> I want you to leave here this morning built up, encouraged, and edified. Amen. Hallelujah. We have an assignment. So number two, we need to understand that the word is absolute. You know, you could beat me to a pulp with a baseball bat and the stuff that's left, the slime and grime and everything else would cry out, God's word is real. Amen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things. That, what's that saying in Hebrews? It's saying that God's word has substance. Amen. And when you speak his word, you are creating power. You're, you're setting in motion the reality of who he is. You're making room for him to work. Hallelujah. So that's why it's important that we pray. Amen. And whatever situation you're facing right now, a lot of people are facing a lot of stuff right now. I'm going to encourage you this morning. Don't give up. Keep your hope in. God's word is absolute. Has he not said it? And will he not do it? Has he not said it? And will it not come to pass? He says, come to me. Plead your case. What, do you, what does that mean? It means take the word to him and say, Father, you said that you're Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, my healer. I'm bringing this to you. You said that your word never returns to you void. It always accomplish whatever you sent it to. Amen. Right now, a good psalm to meditate on is Psalm 91. I've been meditating and praying Psalm 91 over what's happening in Ukraine, over Pastor Fred, over everyone we know there, over the church, over our family. Psalm 91, every believer owes it to themselves to be established in the word. Otherwise, you know, we all know the analogy. Jesus said, you know, you can build your house in the sand, but the first storm that comes, it's, it's gone. But when you build whatever, you build your life on the word of God, you're building a sure foundation. Because the floods are going to come. How many of you know that? The storms of life are going to come, but you are, it's absolute. <laughs> God loves you. That's absolute. He said, I loved you so much. I sent Jesus. I loved you. You're my child. We sang it this morning. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. Get the reality of that. God loves you and his word is absolute. You will not be moved by every wind and storm. Ephesians 4.14 says, so that we no longer may be infants, tossed to and fro, and carried about by every wind of doctrine. A lot of stuff out there. Go here, you hear one thing. You go there, you hear another. And there's many Christians, because they have not established themselves in the Word of God, 
They run about with every new thing that's out there. And Paul's writing here, he's saying, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't run. He says, don't be like babies in the dishonesty of men and cunning craftiness and deception, but that you speaking the truth in love may in all things grow up to him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, that's us, the whole body fitted together and compacted by that which every joint supplies. I hope you came this morning with your supply. I hope you came with your supply of praise. I hope you came with your supply of faith. I hope you came with your supply of joy and peace, all of that good stuff. You bring your supply in and you think, I bring it in there and somebody that's really battling because you brought your supply, they're going to get their healing. Or they're going to get delivered. Why? Because you brought your supply. Don't come to church thinking, what can I get out of this this morning? I need a 10 out of 10. Just tick the boxes. Because mm, I've been really battling this week. You have no idea what I've been through. It's just been, I'm, I'm telling you, you've got to do something for me this morning. No. Bring your supply. Just say, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Whose life can I touch this morning? Eh? Amen. It's not about us. It's about us supplying. We're joints. You know, in 1 Corinthians it says, and God has set in the church. You think you came here by accident? No. God set you. And he wants to establish you in it. Amen. Why? So that this church can grow and reach out and make a difference. We want to make a difference. It's not a bless me club. This is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. And you're, you know, and everyone brings their supply. Those beautiful girls brought their supply of singing. Lewis brought his supply and drumming. The guys at the back, thank God for media. Airbrush me. Oh, for all of you that are, <laughs> that are joining us by live stream this morning, a big welcome. And, um, and I should probably have introduced myself this morning, but I'm um, David, Pastor David's mum, Nan, bless God. That's who I am. Amen. But I'm a child of God, and it's a privilege to be here. But yeah, you know, um, we've got to take our place. Everyone is necessary. There's no position that's better or not. Why? Because we need to be established in the church. And it says in verse 15, um, verse 16, um, that the body would grow to the edifying of itself in love. You see, God has a special plan and anointing for every church and for every person. Isn't that wonderful? Every church has its assignment. And there's three roles in the church. And I'm not going to get into it, but there's the pastor's role. What is the pastor's role? Many Christians think the pastor's role is do the work of the ministry. Go here. No. His role in Ephesians 4, verse 11, is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That's that four-letter word, work. 
That's the pastor's job is to equip and to discern your gifting so that he can help you take your place. Is that good? Now, do you want to know what your role is? To be available. Amen? Just make yourself available. Just say, you know, what do you need? What can I do? Just be available. God's not looking for great talent. He's looking for faithfulness and availability. Not ability, availability. Yeah, just make yourself available. And then what is our role? Our role is going into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen? To disciple. And you know, many believers think that to disciple someone is, well, I'm, I'm, going, I'm, a, I'm a discipler. I'll teach, I'll teach new focus or do a one-on-one. No, Jesus said, go. He didn't say go around all the Christians and give them more information. He says, go to the lost. Go into all the world. Tell them the good news and, and, and help them to get established in that. Is this making sense this morning? Yes. Glory to God. And you, you do that, you'll see the church grow. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, God has got great plans for this church and great plans for your life. Just make yourself available. So, Number three, so the word is absolute. We've got to understand that. Number one, trust in his love. Number three, the established person should know who he is in Christ and what he has in Christ. Know what are the benefits of the covenant. Do you know what the benefits are? You know, anything you you get, you take an insurance policy, you, you take um, whatever out, you're going to get benefits. And you all want to know what the benefits are, aren't you? You know, if you take something out, well, God has benefits in his covenant, covenant and we should know that. And know it so thoroughly that no matter what happens, you will stand unruffled and unaffected. You know, this whole week for me, you know, um, since mum passed, since December, she went into hospital. It's been kind of surreal. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? It's as if sometimes I'm standing outside of myself and watching all of this unfold. And then Ukraine and, and different things and that, that's happening. But it is happening and it is a reality. So we need to make sure that we are established in who we are in Christ. It says in Romans 16.25 from the Amplified Bible, Now to him who is able to establish and strengthen you. See, he's not asking you to do this on your own. He's not asking you to get into a works program. He is able to establish you and strengthen you. Just draw your strength from God. And he says, in the faith, according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery of the plan of salvation, which has been kept secret for long ages past. So the dictionary defines establish as to place something securely and permanently in a position, situation, or condition. Amen? So it's secure. How many of you would say that this church is established? Yeah. So what, what is it, 35 years? 
Actually, how long has the Ladies Golden Girls Life Group been going? 20, 20, at least 25 years. It should be in the Guinness Book of Records. <laughs> For a life group, that's established. Amen? You've got to be part of something that's established. Amen? And believe me, how many of you know that the enemy will throw everything at the church of the Lord Jesus Christ to de-establish it, to, to get it out of its position? And yet, we're, you're here this morning. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a praise offering for his strength. Yeah, amen. Wonderful. Yeah, because God wants to establish his church and We've, and that means it's secure. And it means when he establishes you, you're secure. You won't be shaken. You won't be blown about. And God is able to do that and to get you to the place spiritually where your walk with him cannot be shaken. Where there's the testing of your faith and it will only make your faith stronger. Now, we don't like tests. How many of you like tests? Remember at school? You know, and um, we had a friend just came back from Zambia and he's been driving all his life, but they wouldn't accept his Zambian uh, license and he had to reset his test. And I thought, dear Lord, what would happen to me if I had to reset my test? <laughs> and you got all these, you know, online virtual reality. And I thought, my, you know, it's not just read that license and, you know, <laughs> twice round it and park here. You know, it's so different. We don't like tests, but we shouldn't fear tests and we shouldn't avoid tests. And some of my children, you know, always when they had tests, oh, mom, my stomach's sore this morning. I don't think I'm feeling well. I think I'll just stay off school. It's like, no. Because you might not get the test this morning, but you're going to go there, they're going to make you take it. How many of you know that you've got to pass some tests? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But you know, the trying of your faith works patience and endurance. It's bringing out the good stuff. Now, you guys are all wonderful, blessed, but you know, personally, I have some struggles especially in the area of the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. And then when things come against you, you know, you just know the right thing to do is to, to work it through it, be at peace. And sometimes it's hard to keep your mouth shut. But, you know, um, I know that in there, God, Jesus deposited the law of kindness. So you've got to work that out. So when you go through a test, what's in there has got to come out. And some other stuff might come out. <laughs> then you're just going to have to go back. Can you see all of that? We've got to work these things out in our life. And if we didn't have the tests, they wouldn't work out. We're getting this. And to be established, these are the areas where we need to work out. You know, peace. We've got to be at peace is a big thing. Peace and contentment are a big thing. People, you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have peace and contentment, aye, peace in the home. You know, Proverbs says it's better to stay on the roof than with a contentious woman. 
we're okay. My husband built a prayer cabin, so he can, he can banish me to the prayer cabin. <laughs> he doesn't need to go on the roof. He can go there, you know, whatever. <laughs> but we're still working on it. We're 55 years this year. 55 years by the grace of God, I'm thankful. And, you know, and God wants to establish marriages and he wants to establish families. But you've got to be established in the word and in his love. Are we getting something this morning? So um, he'll place you securely and permanently in a position of faith. You know, faith has a posture. Did you know that? You know, you've seen it. Any of watched the rugby yesterday? Yeah, that was, uh, I know, I was thinking of you. Anyway, bless God. Um, but, you know, these guys, there's a posture. And the posture of faith is not this. Faith stands up. Faith smiles. It's got a posture. It's got a language. Jesus said, I saw your faith. How did he see it? Because he heard it. And he could see it. You know, we, we need to put our shoulders back. We need to get the word of God in our mouth. Amen. We need to be established in the truth because there's a lot of stuff out there and things are changing every day. Every day. Um, there's different news coming in. We need to be established in the word. Don't depend on how many likes you get on your Facebook. That's not what defines you. What defines you is who you are and what you have in Christ. Hallelujah. So, um, you might feel right now that your faith is fragile. Maybe you feel you're quite fragile right now, but you need to draw from God. He's able to make you strong in the very areas that you feel so weak. You know, I, I shared um, for myself, there's areas where I'm quite, I have weaknesses, I have flaws, but God is able to strengthen me in those areas. Amen. And he'll do the same for you. We've all got areas where we are stronger than others. But we just need to trust God and be established and get the word into us. Renew our mind by the word of God. Don't let the world conform you to that mold. Fearful of everything. Be conformed to the image of Christ. And when people see you, they'll see Jesus. Sparkle. You've heard me, I've, I've preached the message, be a display case, play a case for Christ. And when people see that, the, the, it's like the scripture in Psalm, it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. There can he taste and see that he's good through you. The goodness of God leads people to repentance. Yeah, you can toast them over hell for a few minutes if you want, that's okay. <laughs> but it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. His word works. Hallelujah. He's supplied all my needs. He's healed me. Glory to God. He's a good God. Oh, you're getting something this morning. Um, I want to um, just, I'm, I'm going to close just shortly, but I want to share this scripture from Ephesians 1. For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Christ, the anointed one. 
so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for the beloved Jesus he has for us. Let that sink in this morning. The same love that he has for his beloved Jesus, the Son of God, is the same love that he has for you. Wow. And this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm, see every, doesn't he miss anything out, has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, all because he sees us wrapped up in Christ. We're what, what does that mean? It means we are one with Christ. You know, when you, when you look at photographs, maybe a family photo at a wedding or an old school photo, who's the first person you look for? Yourself, isn't it? And if you don't like it, you rip it up and say, that's not a good one of me, you know? But you look for yourself. So every time you look on that cross, you look for yourself because your life was hid in Christ. Amen. You look for yourself in that cross. He took your guilt. He took your shame. He took your sin. Hallelujah. He took your pain. He, he by his stripes, you are healed. The chastisement of your peace was upon him. When you look at that cross, you see yourself because it says in, um, in, in Galatians 2 that um, we were crucified with Christ. We were crucified with Christ. You were in him when he redeemed you. He redeemed you from your sin. He paid the price for you. You need to get that established in your heart as a fact of who you are and what you have in Christ Jesus. Look for yourself in that group picture. You're on there. Hallelujah. You're getting it this morning. We're getting it this morning. And this is why we celebrate him with all our hearts. And in love, he chose us before he laid the foundation of the universe. He knew who you were before the foundation of the universe. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew that he was going to position you in this church and establish you here for his kingdom work. Glory to God. Because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. Don't let the enemy tell you you're this terrible person. Oh, but look what you've done. Look at your past. Look at all the mistakes you've made and, and go around in guilt and shame. No, he took care of that. Stop pressing the rerun button. Don't go back. Go forward. Amen. Forgive and release. Forgive and release. It's affecting you. It's no, no affecting anyone that's offended you or hurt you. It's affecting you. And go forward in the power and might of Holy Spirit. Knowing who you are in Christ. Don't let the enemy say you're this terrible person and start even doubting your eternity. That's a lie of the enemy. God loves you as much as he loves his beloved Jesus. Hmm. 
for it was always his, in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Christ the Anointed One, so that his tremendous love would glorify his grace. Hallelujah. And this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. Since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood. Wow, there's power. How many of you pray the blood of Jesus every day? We need to be doing that in the days we're in. Father, I thank you. You messenger of Satan, you have no part in me. The blood of Jesus ministers death to you. You are bound and defeated. I will not be a brick to be used to build your kingdom. All your works around me, over me, and in me come tumbling down as the blood of Jesus sends them to a crushing defeat. On the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, I overcome you. Just whatever in your own words, the blood of Jesus purges me from every defilement of the enemy. The blood of Jesus keeps and guards my mind day and night. The blood of Jesus prevents deception and aborts every attempt of the enemy to deceive me. The blood of Jesus is my divine covering and protection against all the fiery darts of the evil one. The blood of Jesus is alive so full of life and grace it perfects that which concerns me say that it perfects that which concerns me reconciling everything in me to the perfect will of God every day and in every way amen amen we need to be established in these facts there's power in the blood of Jesus the blood will speak for you Amen. Amen. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Hallelujah. This superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us. What is, what is the superabundant grace? It's the capacity to do what you need to do in Christ. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He'll give you the grace, even in the most difficult time, if you'll trust him. Be established in that fact. Releasing all forms of wisdom. How many of you know we need wisdom? We need discernment in the days we're living in. Such a lot of stuff happening. We need wisdom. So I'm going to close with this. Three th these are three things that you should focus on daily. So I've only given you three points. There's a lot in this um, to the power of being established, but I really believe that this morning you got something, something powerful that is going to help you. So know what Christ, and we're still on, a, on the subject of you've got to know who you are in Christ and what you have. You need to know what Christ is to you. Who is he to you? He is our Lord, he is our saviour, our redeemer, he's our healer, he's our peace. What is he to you? Number two, know what he's done for you. And number three, what's he doing in you now? Amen. See, he's not finished with you. Yeah. Turn around and tell your neighbour, he's not finished with you yet. Yeah. You're nearly perfect, but not quite. I tell this old joke, and when I tell it, my husband just laughs at me. But um, this uh, minister was preaching on grace and perfection. And he, he said, you know, if there's anybody perfect in this church, stand up. And one guy stood up. <laughs> yeah. 
So he says to him, so you're perfect. He says, no, I'm standing in for my wife's first husband. <laughs> but we're not, we're a work in progress. I'm going to, sh for it is not from man that we draw our life, but from God as we're being joined to Jesus, the anointed one. And he is our God-given wisdom, our virtue, our holiness, and our redemption. I pray with great faith for you because I'm fully convinced that the one who began this gracious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, is at work in us. So, and in Hebrews 7, so he is able to save fully from now throughout eternity everyone who comes to God through him because he lives to pr pr pray continually for them. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.